the Daily Gator Daily Thought, we are going to see who Newsbusters named uh, the winner of the Chris Cuomo Memorial Award for worst, worst quote of the year, or worst quote. Maybe we should say worst because they're woke, and when they're worse, they're worst, right? I don't know. Pirates Cove has a story about a new bill passed by the House of Representatives. Uh, <clears throat> it's called the Anti-Islamophobia Bill, and it's, uh, well, it's kind of in violation of that thing called the Constitution. So you know the left loves it. My blogging partner, Ed Daly, has a good piece up about some other things other than illegal aliens and gangbangers and smugglers and human traffickers or something else coming into the country across our border. And actually, several things, and they are killing Americans. Yes, literally killing. And we're going to look at a mystery surrounding the perpetrator, the disappearance or the non-appearance of a perpetrator of, quote, deplorable acts of anti-black hatred. The other McCain wonders, why can the left never find so many of these people that commit these horrible atrocities and write nasty letters full of bigotry and white supremacy? I've got an idea. I've got a suspicion. And I think that I'm right. We will see all that, my friends, today on the Daily Gator. Uh, Daily Thoughts with me, Doug Hagan. It's going to be fun, folks. It's going to be a fun, fun ride. And yeah, again, time to kick this pig. And let's kick it off, my friends, with uh, the bill the House had passed, has passed, posted today on Pirate's Cove. Great blog, one of the go-to blogs for me. It should be for you, too. Uh, giving aid and shelter to Omar. That is uh, the little ball of hate. Representative Elian Omar, who likes to marry her brother at times, but only for financial benefits, so it's okay, and seems to be a very devout uh, Muslim and very devout, maybe even more devout at hating America. Uh, and seeing Islamophobia everywhere, she got into a little spout, a spat with uh, another representative. And, well, the Republican representative was Lauren Bober. And she made some remarks she probably shouldn't have made to Ilan Omar. She later apologized. Omar really didn't accept it. Who really cares, as far as I'm concerned? Move on, but don't know the House. Currently controlled by the Democrats for eh, about another year. Uh, is going to lose their mind over it, and they had to pass this bill because virtue signaling, it's all about virtue signaling. I used to say that uh, the left was an ideology, or leftism was an ideology of, of a bumper sticker mentality. That's changed, I guess, to virtue signaling, because that's why when you always see these these cars with 89 bumper stickers on it, generally speaking, uh, they're going to all be very liberal. They're going to say things like save the baby whales, save the planet, we love Mother Earth, ban guns, ban Bush, ban Trump, blah, blah, on and on and on. Because they want you to see how woke, how aware, how, how down to the struggle they are. But anyway, the House passed this bill. They approved an Omar-backed bill to combat Islamophobia 
another invented phobia. The left loves to invent things. Nothing good like things that will help people. No, no, no. They just, it's all phobias. This phobia, that phobia, some other phobia, more phobias to come later as they think they need them to try to steal or win elections. Things like that. Uh, the House approved a bill late Tuesday that seeks to combat worldwide Islamophobia. In response to Republican Representative Lauren Boebert's uh, anti-Muslim remarks last month against Democrat Representative Elon Omar, the final vote, if you care, was 219 to 212. And yes, shockingly, it was along party lines. Floor debate of the bill was ground to a halt earlier Tuesday after GO Representative Scott Perry of Pennsylvania referred to Omar as anti-Semitic. I don't think that's too far off base. I think she said quite a few things. She might not be as outspoken in that department as the lovely and, and uh, talented at cursing and being just a potty mouth uh, Rashida Tlaib. What a wonderful woman she is. Good God. Uh, you know, if you broke in her house, you wouldn't have to worry about a guard dog. You probably wouldn't have to worry about a gun because she's a Democrat. But she would just probably curse you out of existence uh, with her nasty mouth. But uh, Florida debate was ground to halt. Uh, Scott Perry referred to Omar as anti-Semitic and uh, implied that she has ties to terrorist organizations. I don't know that she does or doesn't. So I'm not going to say. And if I was in the house not knowing, I wouldn't have said it unless I could prove it. So I don't know if it's provable or not. So move away from that. A comment which led to audible gasps. Well, aren't all gasps audible? I mean, if you don't hear them, do they ever happen? If someone gasps and it doesn't make a sound, hmm. Now we know it. The holidays at the dinner, the Thanksgiving dinner, there's always that one uncle. And we know that uh, he has the magic ability to pass gas and not make any sound. But everyone still knows where that sudden odor whiffing down the table comes from. And they look at poor Uncle Al. Poor Uncle Al. He just hasn't been the same since the doctor told him he couldn't drink half a bottle of vodka anymore. Oh, da, da, da. Uh, but some Democratic members in the chamber audibly gasps, gasped, probably to virtue signal more than anything. Let's face it, aside from the, aside from the attempts to placate an anti-Semitic member of this chamber, all that's really happening here is that House Democrats are deflecting from the real issue confronting the House of Representatives, and that is that the maker of this bill has no business sitting on House committees, has no business in this chamber, Perry said of Omar who is the lead author of the bill. American taxpayers shouldn't be forced to pay terrorist organizations, organizations that the maker of this bill is affiliated with, like the one that's an unindicted co-conspirator in the largest terror finance uh, case in the United States, America. Uh, I said that wrong. I'm sorry. Like the one that's un an unindicted co-conspirator in the largest terror finance case in the United States of America's history, Perry said. Uh, Omar and her comrades have made numerous statements that show hatred for Israel and for Jews. That is true. And the unindicted co-conspirator he's referring to is the 
Say it with me, kids. The Muslim Brotherhood. Yes. Uh, if the Muslim Brotherhood is involved, it ain't good. For which Omar has affiliations. Now, the, the Muslim Brotherhood is very good at hiding their, their, their true colors, so to speak. But they are, uh, again, unindicted co-conspirator. I'll just leave it there. And that's the FBI talking, not me. Uh, here is the text of the bill that you should you should understand what this bill actually says. Uh, because Perry cited a lack of, of definition, excuse me, sorry here, uh, for this bill. Some words that are actually in the bill. Why is my computer doing that? I don't know. My computer's possessed. Uh, he cited the lack of definition for the word Islamophobia, which is never good. You never want an open-ended uh, definition just sitting out there that anybody can interpret however they want because it'll all go south very quickly. Which he argued would be made up based on individuals' political proclivities. Well, that's what the left does for everything, isn't it? And by intentionally leaving the definition blank in the bill, the gentle lady and my friends on the other side of the aisle are creating an office in our State Department that will likely spew anti-Semitic hatred and attack Western ideas throughout the world under the farce of protecting Islam, he said. I don't have the first shadow of the first doubt that he is absolutely correct because that's what the left does with everything. It's like they never, it's like they have a fountain of useless, false, made up, I'll say it, misinformation and smears that they just constantly, constantly, constantly run. And from this flows all the, the baseless accusations and exaggerations the left is always spewing toward the right. Now, William Teach of Pirates Cove has some, some part of the bill here. This bill establishes within the Department of State the Office of Monitor and Combat Islamophobia and addresses related issues. Yes, I work at the Office to Monitor and Combat Islamophobia. <laughs> I pretty much run the place. Uh, whatever that is, some again, another made-up government agency another bunch of bureaucrats who have a left-wing tent and are probably always going to have a left-wing tilt until a president comes along and a Congress that will get rid of this piece of garbage. Uh, the office is going to monitor and combat acts of Islamophobia and Islamophobic incitement in foreign countries, mind you. Sure they are. This bill establishes the position of special envoy for monitoring and combating Islamophobia, who shall head the office. The bill also requires certain existing annual reports to Congress about human rights and religious freedom in foreign countries to include information about Islamophobia, such as information about, number one, acts of physical violence or harassment of Muslim people. If that's going on, it's probably other Muslims doing it. It's probably radical Muslims getting after the good ones because radical Muslims are the most intolerant sons of bitches on earth. Terror groups, Al Qaeda, uh, ISIS, if there's any of those, those little pigs running around still, uh, the PLO, Hamas, Hezbollah, Islamic Jihad, just keep going on and on. Muslim terror groups are a very serious threat. They terrorize 
millions and millions of good, decent people of all faiths every year. They have a special hatred for Jews who they think they think are dogs and pigs and should be slaughtered. But no, we need a Department of Islamophobia to make sure that someone isn't picking on those poor Muslims. And if they are, they're being picked on by their fellow Muslims who are radicalized and evil terrorists, and we're not going to do jack about that. So again, useless bill. Number two, instances of propaganda in government and non-government media that attempt to justify or promote hatred or incite violence against Muslim people. Well, that sounds like kind of it's aimed at uh, talk radio, people who do podcasts, people who post on Facebook, they have blogs, websites, whatever. If they say the wrong thing, the wrong person hears it, you never know, you could get in trouble. That seems like it's aimed more at our freedom of speech, frankly, than at anti-Muslim bigotry. Uh, And three, actions taken by a country's government to respond to such acts. The office shall coordinate and assist in preparing these portions of the reports and god knows how much money will be sunk taxpayer money of course will be sunk into this uh, morass of stupidity and william teats adds that's it about as much info as when naming a post office and essentially creates an office that investigates free speech which violates the first amendment remember the specific say i'm quoting the constitution now you leftists should really listen Congress shall pass no law. That's how the First Amendment begins, isn't it? We could easily say that the House did pass a law, even if this seems to be primarily over free speech in other countries. That's not the text. Now it goes to the Senate, where it will require all 50 Democrats to vote for it. Of course, Kamala Harris could then break the tie uh, if she's not doing nothing or taking a nap or something. Uh, and then we'll see if their suit uh, suit is filed to the Supreme Court and how quickly this turns into Islamists using it to persecute Jews. Uh, bingo, that will be used as soon as possible. But the fact is, if this bill passes or not, I don't think it will. Uh, I think a couple of Democrats at least will say this is BS. Hopefully they will. I can probably give their names too. Yeah, Cinnamon Mansion would be it, but uh, I think it's a horrible bill. And again, this is going to be used if passed and signed into law. It's going to be used not against bigotry. It's going to be used by the real bigots who really are persecuting and trying to kill certain people because of their religion. Leftism destroys everything it touches. Never forget that, my friends. And let's move along. Let's go to the border. No, not Taco Bell. Uh, I don't remember the last time I ate at Taco Bell. It's been a while. It's been a while. Their food isn't great for you. It's cheap. The main reason I don't like Taco Bell, they have a magic ability. If you get the, the soft taco meal, right? And it's got lettuce, tomato, all this cheese. And there's always sour cream, right? Because it's three Taco Supremes. They have a magic ability at all Taco Bells across the country and maybe across the globe. You can eat 90% of the taco and go, where in that, depending on which end you begin at, you're going to say, where the hell is the sour cream? There is no sour cream until you get to the last bite. 
Then there's approximately five pounds of, of, of sour cream there because I guess they have that gun. You put the taco in a little holder and you squeeze it and it's like a caulk gun. And they put sour cream. It's supposed to go all the way down the taco. It's But invariably, it will all be at one end. Conversely, if you start at the other end, they're not paying attention. Say, oh, great, lots of sour cream because I, I am a sour cream freak. Uh, and no, that's not the reason my last girl girlfriend left me, okay? It's not. Nothing to do with sour cream, you perverts. But you will taste all the sour cream. Then the next bite's like, there's no sour cream. Where the hell's the rest of sour cream? Why can they not train people to put it all the way down the taco? It's it's so simple. But anyway, let's go to our border, our southern border, with Mexico, to be specific. My blogging partner, Edward Daly, a.k.a. the Mad Irishman, on his new blog, has this up. In the first two weeks of December, Border Patrol agents have seized enough fentanyl to kill more than... Guess how many people? Guess how many people? The amount of fentanyl seized in the past two weeks, just two weeks, is enough to kill literally 23 million people. Uh, The Daily Wire had this story. Here it is. As President Joe Biden's immigration crisis spirals out of control, let's call him out of control, Joe, because he's never in control he is taking a nap. He'll he'll circle back, according to Jen Zaki, and maybe get in control later. Uh, but that depends on, maybe his depends, I don't know. Uh, but drug trafficking criminals are taking advantage of the poorest border by continuing their attempts to bring narcotics into the United States. According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, officers working at the El Paso area ports of entry intercepted, guess how many pounds of meth, methamphetamine? 714. Yes, 714 pounds of methamphetamine, 105 pounds of fentanyl, 32 pounds of heroin, and 660 pounds of marijuana since the beginning of December. CBP made the announcement on Tuesday, the 14th. Experts say that one kilogram of fentanyl, one kilogram, very, very, very minute, uh, amount or roughly two pounds is enough to kill approximately 500,000 people. So, with two pounds, 32 ounces of this stuff, fentanyl, uh, can kill half a million people. It is a raging problem in this country. Uh, that means 104 pounds is enough to kill 23 and a half million people. So 104 pounds, you may say, that's not 104 pounds. That's not a lot. I mean, you got 700 pounds of this, 650 pounds of that. But fentanyl is is extremely, extremely uh, toxic and dangerous. Official reports that most of fentanyl came over a period of just two days. On December 10th, CBP officers working at the Paso del Norte border crossing discovered more than 24 pounds of heroin concealed in the quarter panels of an SUV driven by a 44-year-old male. He was a lawful permanent resident from Oklahoma. 
The following day, CBP officers selected a Ford F-150 driven by a 38-year-old female, a U.S. citizen, for inspection. The inspection led to the discovery of more than 73 pounds of fentanyl. That's what else is coming across our southern border that no one seems to want to talk about. And the toll it's taking on American, and far as claiming lives, is is growing. Again, people shouldn't do drugs. You shouldn't do heroin. You shouldn't do this drug, that drug. I don't understand why people do, frankly. But if uh, things are laced with fentanyl, or fentanyl is used in the making of them, that amount of cocaine or heroin you use, whatever other drugs it's mixed with, made with, you may have done that before, and you may have gotten high, and you may have felt good. But if it's laced with fentanyl, well, you won't get high. There's a high possibility you may overdose. You may pass away, die, and you never knew. Why is the border security important? We talk about national security. We talk about terrorists coming over. We talk about uh, the law and respect for the borders of the country and our sovereignty. We talk about all that. And I guess too often we don't talk about the absolute carnage that fentanyl is causing. And you can thank China for fentanyl too. Fentanyl and uh, crazy viruses. Thanks, China. Seriously, thanks a lot. And also, uh, I was on Facebook recently, and there's a couple memes on Facebook. There's videos people have made, and you can probably find them other than places other than Facebook. Uh, but as you know, uh, WWE wrestler John Cena is making movies now and the last uh last iteration i believe it was number nine for uh neat not need for speed but uh what the hell is those uh fast two fast and furious and that's i believe the ninth version of that movie has come out now and he was doing some promo for it and he basically said he mentioned taiwan as an independent nation and the Chinese government got very angry and he groveled and apologized. And I lost all respect I've ever had for John Cena because he's done some wonderful work with visiting kids, sick kids, terminally ill children, things like that. Uh, so I always admired the man greatly. But uh, all respect went out the window when he groveled and licked the boots of China. And there's a couple of videos I've seen that is hilarious, mocking his entrance where he's, he's not carrying the American flag, he's carrying the Chinese flag. <laughs> he's spewing propaganda for China. And uh, I hope he's one person I hope kind of sits back and goes, you know what, man, I made a lot of money making this movie, Fast and Furious number nine, I think it was. And yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money. That's great. But China does some evil things. They have, they have literally have uh, concentration camps for minority religion, the Uyghur Muslims, they call them, China calls them re-education camps. So if a communist calls something something a re-education camp, you can bet your bottom dollar it's actually worse than just a, quote, re-education camp. China is an evil nation. 
run by communists. Communism is evil. Always. It doesn't change. The intent may be good. There may be fools out there who think they could do it right this time. But if you support communism, you are a willing or unwilling fool. And you are, whether you realize it or not, supporting evil. So anyway, look those memes up on Facebook. Uh, it, it truly is hilarious. And again, I hope John Cena kind of goes, damn, man, I've made a career out of being pro-American, pro-military, and a good guy, and, and now I'm I'm kissing the ass of a dictatorship. Really, John? And now on to a mystery. A mystery I don't think even uh, the kids in Scooby-Doo and Shaggy could could uh, could solve. That's right. When you see this mystery, you know what Scooby would do. He'd just say, right, roll. Mystery surrounds perpetrator of the deplorable acts of anti-black hatred. That's the title of the post by a notorious Alabama Crimson Tide fan, the other McCain, Robert Stacy McCain, who's an all-around good guy. He hates me now. I don't know why. But anyway, in September, the other McCain writes, the chief diversity at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, who is named Nefertiti Walker, Dr. Nefertiti Walker, sent out a campus-wide email warning of a disturbing increase in anti-black racist incidents, saying the contents of the message was vile and violently offensive violently offensive, not just offensive by God, but violently offensive. Over the course of several weeks, dating back to late August, black student groups at the University of Massachusetts Amherst have received offensive, blatantly racist emails and online messages in their inboxes. Black UMass students have been told by an anonymous person or group that they did not arrive at the Commonwealth's flagship uh, campus on merit, that they are substandard intelligence, and that they should consider sterilization. The messages, at least one of which was signed, UMass Coalition for a Better Society, have been sent to multiple black student organizations in the first month of school. Now, copies of the messages circulated online, and I've looked at them, read them. Uh, if you go to at Atalia, A-T-A-L-I-A, C-A-R-R-I-G-N-N-A-N, so that's at Atalia Carignan. Uh, on Twitter, you can read the copies of these. Uh, and there's some vile stuff said in them. I'm not debating that. But this was sent anonymously. And it targeted... Uh, black student groups on the campus of University of Massachusetts Amherst. Okay. Well, they've been investigating since September. That's uh, three months plus now. They've been really intensely investigating, trying to find the people, the persons, the person, whoever, who sent this, this garbage out. In fact, University... Uh, President Marty Meehan uh, vowed to take swift action. The blatantly racist emails recently sent to black student organizations at UMass Amherst and other deplorable acts of anti-black hatred are appalling and disgusting. 
While UMass uh, Amherst is still trying to identify the source of these messages, we do know that the messages in no way reflect the true character of the UMass community, and we have zero tolerance for such behavior. UMass uh, IT and campus police are investigating the identity of the email sender. My team in the office of the president is working with UMass Amherst to investigate and to identify the individuals and or organizations responsible for these hate-ridden messages and hold them accountable wherever they are. Uh, as the campus aggressively pursues the source of these vile messages, we must all join in active support of our students and redouble our commitment to providing, to providing a safe and welcoming community for all students. So I have no problem with that response. If someone sent out emails and they sent to these groups and the language in the, in the uh, what I've read is vile, it's disgusting, despicable, bottom-feeding trash. But why is it that three months after lay this intense investigation, what have they, who have they identified? Have they found anybody yet? Have they identified group or this group or that group or these individuals? Uh, have they tied it to anybody yet? In other words, has if any smoking guns been found? And as the uh, other McCain reports, even though the university doubled down on the investigation, UMass Amherst Chancellor Kumbul Subswami, Subaswami, I don't know, announced that the campus will launch a full-scale investigation into the source of the emails and that the university has secured the services of Straws Friedberg Digital Forensics, a leading national firm in cybersecurity. While we are mindful of the challenges in determining the source of anonymous emails such as these, we are confident that Straws Friedberg with his extensive expertise and technical capacity, will methodically follow every lead in pursuit of the contemptible individual or individuals responsible. Uh, Subhaswamy said, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing the name, in a message to the campus community, when the perpetrator of any of these acts is identified, the full weight of the university's disciplinary and legal apparatus will be brought to bear. Uh, he said, during... Uh, they're in, in the campus message. Now, here's my question. Why haven't they found them yet? That's kind of seems like a lot of things like this happen and the people get found very quickly. And while I was reading this story, and apparently while the other McCain was reading it, he and I both smelled the same thing. Hoax, racial hoax. The left's very good, very, very, very well practiced by now at racial hoaxes, my friends.